Amen. Open up your Bibles with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. We're going to enter back into another time of prayer and worship. But I want to give you some word today. We record all of our messages. They're then placed on our website, metropraise.org. You can check them out. The back of your announcements are also a place to take notes. Writing down these scriptures. The Lord spoke to me recently just to preach what I felt when I came here to the, to the church and what I felt when I got into the house. And that's what we've been doing. So we're just going to go with the flow. Today's message is the river of God. I said Ezekiel 37, but I meant Ezekiel 33. God is flowing this river through His church to the world. We're going to learn today how important the river of God really is. What is that river? Where does it come from? How does it touch and impact our lives? Why should we get in the river? What, what is all this talk of the river? You're going to learn that today. So today's message is the river of God. It's not Ezekiel 37 nor Ezekiel 33. So, Lord, either you give me the revelation or somebody tell me where it's found in Ezekiel, the river. As I continue to talk about how much I love the river, I want you guys to know that this is difficult for me. But one of the things that I felt the Lord do is tell me, you know, I do all these PowerPoint messages on Thursday. And the Lord just said, come ready to hear what I have to say. And so we're going to hear about the river of God. You can go to John chapter 7. Because that's going to be a place that we're going to go to. But I need that scripture in Ezekiel. I preached it like a couple Fridays ago out of there. 47. Thank you, my brother. God has a man of God in the house for me. The prophet is here. Look at Ezekiel 47 and see what's going on here. Ezekiel is a prophet. And he's serving God by telling the people what they need to do. The people are the Israelites, and they're in a time of bondage. They had their own country. They had their own freedom. They were living for God, and they were doing good, but they began to sin. They began to compromise, and God let enemies come on and take them over. It would be like us keep sinning the way we are with homosexuality in America, with drugs, with violence, with abortion, and God allowing China to take us over. Then God raising up prophets, speaking to us as Americans and those who were Christians, saying, this is what I'm saying to you while you're in captivity. Ezekiel is a prophet during the time of the captivity of Israel. And here, there, there's no hope. They, they don't have any hope. I mean, they're slaves. They cannot worship God the way that they want to. They are being treated like, like animals, and they're being told that their God does not exist. That's why they've been captured. They're saying, if your God was real, he would not let us capture you. They were discouraged. Now, Ezekiel gets this vision in verse 1. If you're there, can you say, I'm there? He's seen an angel in the form of a man. So this is the man talking to him and doing things in his life. It's an angel. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was flowing from the south side. Here it is very simply. Ezekiel sees a vision. A man brings him to the temple. 
their temple was destroyed in Jerusalem, okay? So he's seen a vision of a temple. It was a building that God met with the people. God would show his presence by a fire by night and a cloud by day. The priests would come in to minister. They would be filled with God's presence. Sometimes they couldn't even stand. They would fall out and they would lay before God. Hello, somebody. Are you with me? God was in the place. At that time, in that point of history, God was no longer in their temple. He had allowed them to be destroyed, and he took his presence out of the temple. The Hebrew word for glory is kabod. The Hebrew word for the glory has left the building is ichabod. Ichabod was put on the temple. God says, I'm done with you. I washed my hands of you. I'm going to let you go into captivity. I'm going to take my presence from you, and I'm going to see who really wants it and will turn back to me. One of the famous scriptures that you've heard is out of Second Chronicles that says, If my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. Hello, somebody. He says, Then I will hear from heaven, and I will heal their land. That was a promise given to Solomon before all this junk happened, that if that was ever to happen, if the judgment of God was ever to happen, if the temple was to be destroyed, if all this was to happen, if people would turn back to God, he would turn to them. Hello, somebody. That's what we're talking about today. Now, this vision, however, skips ahead to the future and shows him something that he does not see naturally. He sees the temple. It's beautiful. And he sees out of the temple, river of water flowing. Hello. (laughs) Jesus. I love Jesus. Anybody else love Jesus? You can look at me crazy, but I love him. And I love talking about him. And he said the river flows from that temple. Now, you're going to learn a little bit more about that. Look at verse 3. As the man went eastward with the measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, and then he led me through the water that was ankle deep. So basically, this water is flowing from the temple. The man takes him out a thousand cubits, thousand feet, and now the river's water is about ankle deep. Hello? Ankle deep. Everybody get that? I want you to think about what's going on right here. You ever been to the, the, to the pool or to the lake? Maybe it's a little cold or you're not so ready to get in. What do you like to do? What do we do? We just put in our ankle a little bit, right? We just test out the water, right? Some of us, when we go in, we like to go down the steps little by little by little. Hello, I just like to jump in, all right? But some of you know what I'm talking about. You just like, you just like to test it. That's what's going on, ankle deep. Now keep going. It says, he, verse 4, he measured off another thousand cubits and led me through the water that was... Knee deep. Everybody say knee deep. See, now it's getting a little deeper. He keeps walking away from the temple. As it flows from the temple, it's getting deeper. This river, he's seen a vision, and now it's up to his knee. He measures off, verse 5, another thousand. But now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Some of y'all going to get why I'm excited. Some of y'all already know why. Come on. Amen. And it says a river that no one could cross. He goes another thousand feet and he's just swimming. He's just swimming in this river. Some of you think visions, you know, you don't understand. Visions look crazy in the natural mind. But God has shown him something here. So it starts off ankle-deep water, then knee-deep water. Now he's just sitting here backstroking in the river, and, 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 and he begins to just get that river all over him. And he asked, uh, uh, the man asked, he says, Son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes into the Arabah where it enters the sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. 
Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. Somebody say the river brings life. Oh, yeah, you're getting it right here. It brings life. Verse, uh, and everything will live. Verse 10, fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Engelion. There they will be places for spreading the nets. The fish will be of many kinds like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They will be like left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Uh, every month they will bear because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. This fruit will serve for food and leaves for what? Healing. Somebody say the river of God. You guys got to get excited because we're going to talk about this today. Ezekiel in the Old Testament. The temple is destroyed. They're in bondage. God shows them a vision through an angel. He shows them the temple, water flowing from that temple. It's ankle deep. It's knee deep. He's then swimming in it. He sees trees growing on the side. It brings life and healing to everything. It makes salt water fresh. Hello, somebody. God is showing us that in his temple, his presence is coming again. Oh, y'all ain't getting it yet. You need more word? You need more word on that? That's okay. Turn to John chapter 7. Some of you doubting Thomas is here. Come on. Some of you who haven't read your Bible, we love you. We're going to teach you today. You all ain't ready yet? How many are ready to just get in? You already know what's going on. Somebody say, help us, Jesus. Put us in that river, Lord. Oh, put us in that river. Put us in that river. Some of you right now are wondering, what could that river be? What could that river be? Go all the way down to John chapter 7. Keep going down, my brother. Keep going down. John chapter 7, right about, right about there, brother. A little bit more. A little bit more. Come on, brother. You need, you need to just scroll for me, baby. What's that? 37 there, brother. Put us to 37. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus, New Testament. Everybody say New Testament. Do you know that the glory of God never came to that temple? Hello? They built another temple, Herod's temple, and God's presence came there for a season but those rivers never really flew, flowed like that. Within a short period of time, again, they began to sin, and it was all gone. Ezekiel's vision did not come to pass. Then, for 400 years, no prophets rose up in the land of Israel. For 400 years, the people of Israel then became oppressed by the Roman Empire, and their religion became stale and dry to many of them. Hello. Around the time of Jesus, John the Baptist came. And he started saying to people, someone is coming after me who is greater than me. I baptize in water. He will baptize you in fire. Hello. Now, Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He's walking around doing miracles, right? We all know that. Jesus is the man. Everybody say, Master JC. Right? He's the good master. He's the one we got to serve. Amen? Hallelujah. It's okay. Sometimes I forget I'm on Sunday morning service, not youth group. But everybody say, Master JC. That's the man. That's the one we serve. Now watch this. Some of y'all did not understand this. You're going to see it right now. He goes to the temple that they had built where the presence of God was not. He stands up on a day of their feast. It would be like the biggest day of, of a taste of Chicago. They had a feast in Jerusalem. It was called the Feast of Tabernacles where all these Jewish people would have a feast. He goes to the temple. Remember, no presence of God there. He stands at the temple, the greatest day, the greatest celebration. And this is what he says. Is anyone thirsty? Let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water shall flow from within them. Jesus. 
Jesus. Y'all got to get that today. Jesus goes to the temple. (laughs) He stands right there in the temple. And he says, hey, boys, you heard in the Bible that rivers were going to flow. He stands right there, right at the place where the river was flowing in Ezekiel's dream. And he says, if anyone's thirsty, come to me and rivers will flow. Rivers will flow. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up until that time, the Spirit had not yet been given. Jesus had not yet been glorified. Some may say the river of God is the Spirit of God. Come on, say it like you're up this morning. The river of God is the Spirit of God. Hallelujah, Jesus, the mediator between us and the Father. The mediator. You don't need a priest. You don't need a pastor to go to the Father. You come in Jesus' name. The mediator stands between heaven and earth. And he says, if you want to get the river that's flowing, it will come through me to you and then go through you to others. He said that that spirit would then put inside of you streams of living water. It would come out from you bringing life. Go back to the vision of Ezekiel bringing life, hallelujah, to everything it touches. When God gets in your life and you're born of the Spirit, the rivers of the Spirit begin to flow and it touches your life. What you and I need to do is come take another drink. We need to take another drink and say, flow, Jesus, flow in my life. It's the overflow. Hallelujah. He said it would come up in you and then flow through you. Come up in you, then flow through you. Hallelujah. Turn to Acts chapter 2. Turn to Acts chapter 2 in your Bible. The river of God. The river of God. God wants us to experience Him. God wants us to move with Him. God wants to touch our lives. You are a living soul. You are not just a body, no matter what evolution teaches. You are not just flesh and blood in your five senses. You are a living soul. You are a spiritual being. And God knows that because He created you in His image. And He doesn't want you just living by earthly things. Living by the job you have, the money you have, the things you can put together with your own hands. God wants to give you eternal life. He wants to give you a God kind of life, not an earthly kind of life. And that life comes from His Spirit, and it brings rivers. I'm going to talk about them today, but I just want you all to know this. You can get in it right now. Hallelujah. Even while I'm talking about it, you can just let them flow through you. It's not even just being over-emotional, but if you want to get emotional, that's okay. If you want to laugh, if you want to cry, jump up and shout. Just listen to me. Let the rivers flow. Glory to God. Acts chapter 2. We just learned in John 7 that he was speaking of the Spirit. And and John the writer said he told us to come and drink and rivers would flow out of us, but the Spirit had not yet been given. So when was the Spirit given? Look at when the Spirit was given. Chapter 2, verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the fire enabled them. Could you just see the floodgates of heaven opening up? And it started flowing, and he took the form of fire. He took the form of wind, but that was the river of God. That is the Spirit of God coming on his people. You and I need to get to the point where we don't want to do anything except by his Spirit. We want to be led by his Spirit. We want to move by his Spirit. 
God's Spirit is able not only to regenerate you, that's the theological term, make you new, but God's Spirit is able to empower you to live for Him, to walk with Him. I want you to turn to Galatians chapter 5. I want you to see what this, what this river will do, what this river will do in your life. Galatians chapter 5 is the fruit of the Spirit. What does the fruit of the Spirit look like when God is inside of you? What does His Spirit bring to you? Galatians 5, start out around verse 21. Go down, brother. And I want you to see this. Look at verse 22, rather. If you're there, say, I'm there. Look at what the Spirit does. But the fruit of the Spirit... Oh, see, we got, we got to connect some dots here right now. We got to connect some dots. I might be moving a little fast because I'm in the river. Come on. I'm feeling Jesus. The river would produce trees that produce fruit. Am I right? That was Ezekiel's prophecy, wasn't it? Now look at Paul. He says there's fruit from this spirit. When that spirit is inside of you, he's flowing through you. Look at what he brings you. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. For those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desire. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another to envy. Can you say amen? Ezekiel has a vision. Rivers flowing from the throne of God. Those rivers bring fresh water. They bring life. It starts ankle deep, then knee deep, then he's swimming in it. He then sees that on the side of that river, there are trees that are growing and they bring fruit. Jesus then comes about 500 years later and he says, if anyone wants that river standing in the temple, he says, come to me. He says, then out of your innermost being will flow those rivers. Paul comes around a couple years after Jesus explaining to us that is the spirit. That's what the river is. And when that river begins to flow through you, it grows up in you love. It grows up in you joy. Hallelujah. The whole world can be going crazy around you, but you got joy like a river. Amen. You can have problems and storms blowing in your life, but you got peace like a river. Hello. You may not feel like you're in control, but you got self-control like a river flowing through you. What we need to do is say, God, flow. Have your way. Take control. Bible says walk with them. Who here today just wants to walk in the Spirit? Aren't you tired of walking in the flesh? Look what the Bible says the flesh is. Verse 19, the sinful nature is sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. Verse 20, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, fractions, envy, drunkenness, and orgies. Hello! And orgies, look at the Bible right there. And the like, as I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this shall not inherit God's kingdom. The spirit or the flesh, what do you want to live by today? What do you want to live by? Now i got a question for you. How deep are you in it? <laughs> How deep are you in this thing? Are you just a little ankle deep right now? You just got a little ankle deep of Jesus in your life? Come on, because you can be saved, but just have ankle deep of the river. You know, if you're not saved, you're not going to heaven. You don't got the river. Let's just be honest, okay? But there's a lot of people here. You're saved. You love God. But you satisfy just with the ankle, the ankle deep dose of Jesus. You're just like, okay, I'm just going to play around with Jesus. I'll come to church every now and then. Get my little hallelujah. You know, get a little prayer. You know, give a little tithe. Give a little offering. Just ankle deep. Hello? Is that where some of you are right now? 
Because I want to tell you what, your flesh stinks. Because more of you is out of the river than in the river. And you're, you have an attitude. You're letting things take control of you. The Bible says that's all you got then is the flesh. You only just cover one little part of you. Others of you, you want to get a little deeper with God. Now you want to be about halfway in, halfway out. Hello? You want to get radical some of the time, and then others of the time you're going to be crazy. You think you're better than the others because at least you like to pray. At least you like to worship. But you don't understand. you still got a lot of stinking thinking left. you got a lot of stuff that still ain't in that river. Hello. I think all of us just need to say today, Jesus, I need another dose of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, I want it to be over my head. I want a backstroke. Give me all that you got. If you showed the prophet that it could be so deep, Lord, let it be that deep in my life. Just consume me, Jesus. Flow through me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now turn with me to the last book, uh, the last chapter of that last book, Revelations. Chapter 22, the last book, the last chapter. And see what God promises those who love Him, who receive that river now through the Holy Spirit. Watch what one day we receive as a reward. Some people think that the Holy Ghost is just emotions. No, no, no. The Holy Ghost is the third person of the Godhead. God is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Jesus walked the earth, you saw the Father. The power of the Holy Spirit was on Him. There was no little God the Father, like a little, like God the Father's big and there's a little Jesus. And then now that Jesus is not here, there's a little Holy Spirit. No. When Jesus walked the earth, that was God in His fullness. He himself limited his power to his flesh, but that was God in all of his fullness. Amen. And when he said in John chapter 14, it's good that I go, that I send another in my name. That word another in the Greek is Elion, which means another of the same kind. He says, it's good that I go because I'm sending another just like me. He will be called your comforter and he will live inside of you. And where he is, the father and I make our abode. Read John 14 if you don't believe me. Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit would come. That is God inside of you. It is not just a little God. It's not like I got a big Holy Spirit. You got a little umpequito Holy Spirit. No, there is only one Holy Spirit. And all born again believers can get in that river. Hello, somebody. Now look at the end of the Bible, the end of the book. Look what this thing all comes down to. Oh, I love the NIV. Look at that little heading right there. The river of life. Look at that. Verse one. John, the revelator, seen a vision of heaven. The angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the golden street of the city. Ezekiel didn't tell anything about a lamb, did he? He just said, I saw it flowing from the throne of uh, the, the temple of God. Jesus came and performed the crucifixion and became our mediator. So now the river goes from the Father to the Son, hello, out to us. Is anybody getting that right there? you got to get this. This is the last book. This is the final revelation. Ezekiel gets the first revelation. Jesus comes and completes that revelation. Now we see the entire fullness of what Jesus has for us. The angel says, here's the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. That means one day in heaven, we are going to see a literal river flowing from his throne all the way down the city. You are going to see the Holy Spirit like a river in heaven. You are going to, that's it right there. He says, I see it now. I see it. This is not symbology. This is not like this is going to mean a deeper thing. No, this is what it is. He says, I see the God. I see the Lamb. I see a temple. And I see a river flowing right from it. 
Hallelujah. It says down the street of the middle of the great city. Now look at it. On each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit. There's that fruit. Hello. Yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face and His name will be upon their foreheads. There will be no more night. There will be no need of lamp or light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and forever. The angel said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. Can you say amen? One day we get up there and everything that we've experienced here in our spirit, yet limited by our flesh, the flesh is gone. It's just souls and spirits in God's presence in heaven. Oh, God then says he resurrects our body and gives us another body made for his glory. And then we see that river flowing. And as you, as you understand this picture, it flows from his throne down to the heaven, uh, from heaven to the new earth. And we literally will get in the river of God. Literally, as, as coherent as you are right now, you will be just like that in heaven. You, your senses, of course, will be magnified. But just like you touch, you know, you touch, you see. It's not like you're going to be like in some blissful state. No, heaven works with your mind. God created us to have minds. You will literally step into God's spirit. Whenever you want to just, just be with him, you're just going to flow in his spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, that's what it's talking about right here. And the Bible says when, when you want to eat, you can eat of that tree, that, that fruit, uh, the, the tree that the, the fruit that the trees produce by the river. Literally, that's what we come to. Now, I want you to go a little bit further at the end of this chapter, and I want you to watch something right here. Keep going down, brother. Go down. Now, I want you to look. Keep right here. Verse 17. Let's back up to verse 16. Here is the good part, band. Come on back up here. How many want to get in the river today? Do you want to get in the river? Amen. Can your pastor lead you to the river today? Amen. Can I lead you to that river? Would, would you mind if I get a little bit past ankle deep? Would anybody mind? Who wants to go by waist deep with me? Who wants to go all the way in with me today? Come on. Who wants to just take the river and walk out this building with it and just let it keep flowing from you to the world around you? Come on, brother, out to Belmont and Clark. Rivers! Rivers! Jesus, on your job. Rivers eating its fruit. Rivers flowing from you, eating its fruit. Come on, somebody. Oh, I thank God. And I'm going to tell you something right here. I'm an emotional person. I'm a shouting, dancing person. But I'm telling you, it's bigger than a shout. It's bigger than a dance. I'm not just making myself happy right now. I'm telling you, God's presence is so real. It's going to get so thick in this place over the next few minutes. And in the history of this church, God said a defining moment a couple weeks ago. He wants this church to be so full of His river. And He wants it to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. He wants this church to see how far we can go in that river and he wants the hurting people of this world to get in it Jesus I think about most of you are ankle deep to about knee deep we need to get all the way in and we need to invite our friends and family and say if you're sick and need a healing get in the river if you're depressed and busted and disgusted get in the river if you're battling demons and evil spirits get in the river if you know that you're hurt and lost and confused get in the river we need to tell this world get in the river this is where it's at it's not religion I'm not here just preaching my religion I'm talking about a living God he's flowing from heaven through Jesus Christ, we can drink of it and it can flow through us, then one day we'll all be there and see it literally, physically, touching it. Are you with me? 
Now I want you to see how awesome our God is. Starting us off in Ezekiel. Showing us all of those visions. God's so awesome. Bible says prophets died without seeing it. Ezekiel never saw it. Jesus comes around and he says, guys, it's here now. The river's here. Disciples get it on Pentecost. They are living in the river. God is using them. John, the last living apostle, gets this revelation. He's like, wow. You can just imagine what he's thinking, right? He sees this river and he's like, man, Jesus wasn't lying, man. Not only is it flowing through me, it's, it's going to be all over me. You know, we, we are going to be in it. I'm going to eat it. He's seeing this thing. You can just imagine how awesome that was to see it. Now, look at the end. I, Jesus, sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. Jesus wanted you and I to hear about heaven. That's why Revelations is there. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bride and morning star. Yes, yes you are, Jesus. Amen. He's the bride and morning star. Now, I love this right here. I just got to read this slow for everybody. The spirit and the bride say, come. <laughs> the spirit of God is telling you to come. He wants you to get in it. He wants you to get it, the Spirit and the bride. We're the bride. Hello? The church is the bride, so we're telling people to come. But who tells us so that we can say it with them? Who comes first? The Spirit. The Spirit is not in it. Like, it touches me. Sometimes I get goosebumps. I shake. I fall. I cry. No, no, no. The Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. He is the fullness of God and the Spirit among the earth and the people. He is the river of life. And He is saying to you, come. Vien. Come. i got to say that a couple more times. He is saying to you, come and look at this. He says, and whoever hears, come. Whoever is thirsty. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Would you stand up with me today? I want you to go up to the top of this scripture, brother. Go up to the top. I'm going to show you how to change versions right here. I want you to go up to that version in NIV, and I want you to click on it. I want you to put the Amplified Bible. Put the Amplified. You just passed it. It's right above it. Go down. Amplified. You missed it again, brother. Go up. Between the message and new living. There it is. Up a little bit more. Thank you, Jesus, for a computer. Hallelujah. Go down now, brother. Go back down to that verse. I want you to see what it says right here. Look at this right here. Keep going, brother. Oh, Jesus. The Holy Spirit and the bride, the true Christians say, come. And let him who is listening come. Let everyone come who is thirsty, who is painfully conscious of his needs, of those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened. <laughs> and whoever earnestly desires to do it, let him come, take, appropriate, drink till he's drunk the water of life without cause. Just take it. Woo! You don't got to pay for it. And you don't got to try to figure it out. You don't have to try to figure it out. All you have to do, this is here it works. Here's how simply it works. Sinners, all of you here who have not yet repented of your sins, you repent of your sins as John said in John chapter 3, and you become born again. 
of the Spirit. You start a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ by the Spirit. Now the Spirit comes inside of you. If you need to be born again, I want you just to come to the front right now. We're going to work our way through this. If you have.